I want Jared McCann to stick on the power play. Who wouldn't? All he does is score power play goals, seven of them now this season. But I'm not prepared nor comfortable advocating that without at least trying to come up with an overarching solution for that. And my goodness, is that hard. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. The Penguins take on the Bruins again tonight at PPG Paints Arena. That's a 7.08 p.m. face-off. Boston will be trying to bounce back from being shut out one nothing on Sunday and along the way, you would imagine there will be more than one power play awarded, as was the case on Sunday. And as, as a result, you're going to see more of what McCann offers to this power play. And it's different than his predecessors. And I feel like that's worth appreciating first and foremost here before I get to trying to lay out how... Mike Sullivan and Todd Reardon, who handles the power play for the Penguins, can come up with ways to put one of the 100 best players in hockey history onto the top unit when he returns. McCann keeps his feet moving. That is the first thing that jumps out. He's not anchored to a spot on the ice. And when I think back to the Penguins struggling on the power play, which they did for most of the first half of this shortened season, I think about how static they were, how predictable they moved the puck here to there to here to there to here to there. And the skates didn't go. And all you had to do if you were the opposing PK unit, especially if you were a good aggressive group like the Philadelphia Flyers are, is find exactly the right moment to pressure the puck carrier, go at him, get it, clear it, change. That was it. Because you knew exactly where the Penguins were going to be and you knew exactly where your box had to be and you didn't have to worry about where your support was or who was having your back if you decided to go pressure. Easiest PK in hockey. McCann doesn't know how to stand still. McCann probably runs around his kitchen island while eating breakfast. And this can be troublesome. Anything that's archaic can be unsettling for someone who's scripting a power play. But it's also unsettling for the other guys. Phil Kessel's greatest asset on the power play was his threat to shoot from long range. His second greatest asset was his ability to keep his feet moving and to come off of that left half wall and work his way all the way around the point man. Do you remember this? And he'd kind of go right down the slot. And then he'd keep moving and he'd go all the way around the right side and then behind the net and you're going, Phil, where are you going? Phil, what are you doing? Phil! But eventually something good would come of it. 
Why? Because the other team had no idea what Phil was doing either. And I've maintained forever that you need one such presence on your power play. The fact that Jared McCann doesn't fit the profile of being on a power play shouldn't have any any implication as to whether or not he stays there. The best thing that McCann has done on the power play is something that I don't need to waste anybody's time explaining, and that's that he scored goals. Look at the power play goal he scored over the weekend. Diving forward for a rebound, whacking it home. Who practiced that? Who scripted that? Nobody. He just wanted to score a goal, and he went nuts to go get it. I want that player on the power play. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh if you're in the region. You don't have to pay for a DVR. There's no such thing as installation. No contracts. Cancel any time. And if that sell job isn't enough for you, <laughs> Fubo TV is offering the listeners of this podcast a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. That's FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. But what do you do? What do you do? How do you get him out there? Who do you take off? Who do you take off? It's not impossible to have Malkin out there and McCann. It's hardly unthinkable. But what you end up doing is you end up taking other guys off who might be more productive than Malkin on the power play because Malkin is a point man on the power play. He's the left point guy. And I still can't do it. I just this is so hard. Okay, here. Let let's 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 try to set this up. Let's first of all put put McCann on the left side. Put him on the left wing. Because he has done most of his best work coming off of that wall, even though it's not his off wing and he can't set himself up for a one-timer. He's not really a one-timer kind of guy anyway. And let's put the greatest player of his generation over on the right half wall. Are we good? Okay. What are you left with? You have three spots. Chris Letang is going to be your right point man. Okay? So get get that one out of the equation. Now we've got three out of the five. What we're missing out of this group is, I don't want to say a net front presence, because we're still going to be thinking of Patrick Hornquist, and, and the Penguins haven't had that kind of player. Jake Gensel is really good at setting screens. He's tremendous at it for a little guy. And he's also dynamic at getting redirects and uh, rebounds and so forth. So let's put Gensel out there as well. Now we've got four of them, and we we're down to... Brian Rust and Evgeny Malkin, maybe. So you're taking Rust off. Yeah. And I, I'm not crazy about that. You know? I mean, it's not the end of the world. But Sid, Jake, and Rust do so many things so well jointly five-on-five five 
that I kind of like having the five-on-five mentality apply to what's happening on the power play, especially for a team that, as I mentioned earlier, can kind of fall into bad habits otherwise. But what do you do then? You don't have another point man. You have four forwards if Rust is out there. You don't have another point man. So Gino's on the power play. Gino's on the power play. And any conversation to the contrary is ignoring the fact that if Gino's not on the power play, then you're going with another defenseman as your point man. And that won't happen. That won't happen with everyone healthy. You are not going to see Latang out there with another defenseman when everyone's healthy. It just won't happen. So this really does come down to McCann versus Rust or McCann versus Gensel. And you know what's going to happen out of that? Yeah. McCann's not going to be on the top unit. He's not. What you'll see instead and what you'll hear first is that there's going to be a greater emphasis on making sure that all of our great power play performers can get out there more often. We're not going to take uh, minute-and-a-half stretches from PP1. We're going to make sure that we're rotating faster because it's not just about McCann. It's also about Jeff Carter, and it's about Jason Zucker and other guys who deserve to be out there and have shown themselves well. And then you'll have McCann and or Carter available to you as kind of shake-up guys if the top power play sputters at any point or if they fall into those bad habits. They'll have a a, a fail-safe. They'll have a parachute for themselves, including in the playoffs. Coaches like that a lot. They like knowing that there's some kind of alternative. There's some kind of way that they can push their main guys to be their main guys. But you see, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I failed. I set out to do something. I set out to do something, and I failed miserably. And I expect that the coaches will as well. When we come back, just one question. And welcome back. It's time for... Just one question, which is brought to you by our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 is all it takes to provide five meals. pittsburghfoodbank.org. Question comes from Gene in San Diego, who asks, DK, does your opinion of Sidney Crosby... Matching up against Patrice Bergeron change once Gino is healthy. And Gene is referring to the lead subject of yesterday's show. That being how much I can't stand it when Mike Sullivan lines up Sid against the other team's top line. It feels like a complete waste when I'd rather see Sid, especially on home ice, 
going after someone's lower line and lower defense pairing. Does it change if and when Gino is healthy? Um, no. No. Because the basis for what I said, Gene, is that I, I don't want Sid lining up against the other team's top guys, which, by the way, when you look at the shift charts, and those are available now everywhere, including on NHL.com, and you can see who lines up against whom uh, throughout the game, you'll see that not only does Sid take the ice against the other team's top forward line, but he's also facing the top defense pairing. And that's when this becomes even more nonsensical. If you felt as a head coach that you needed to motivate the greatest player of his generation and two equally not needed to be motivated type of people in his wingers, then what are you doing? What are you doing? You're trying to cancel them out? You're trying to cancel out Bergeron and Brad Marchand and David Pasternak? To what end? I'll say it again, Gene. Let Teddy Bluger do that. You don't need Evgeny Malkin doing that either. You don't need Jeff Carter doing it. Not on home ice. It's part of the game. It's a card that's been placed in your deck that you're not using. It doesn't make any sense to me. I got a couple of pretty animated replies regarding this in the comments section on DK Pittsburgh Sports underneath the article that houses the podcast. What, what are you thinking? You know, there's no problem with this. The Penguins won the game. What's your problem? Crosby's line scored the only goal. What, 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 what's your issue here? Well, Sid's line scored against Boston's line that was trapped on an icing. It was Boston's fourth line in their second defense pairing. And Sid's line, along with the Penguins' top defense pairing, ate them alive. 13 touches in 21 seconds? <laughs> I mean, that's exactly an argument in my favor here. That's exactly why you don't match Sid up against the other team's top group. I just, I, I don't like it. I, I could see a point in Sid's career where this makes sense. You know, later on when he gets in his late 30s, whatever, we'll see how long, you know, he wants to keep playing and everything. I could see him sticking around for a, a long while. And he's going to have to adjust his game and his defense is going to be that much more important. And maybe you have a star or two or whatever that comes in his place and you want to do that. I just, you know, not now. Not now. You need Sidney Crosby creating offense. And his best chance to do that is against somebody other than the other team's top line and top defense pairing. I appreciate the question, Gene. I appreciate everybody listening. Have another Daily Shot of Penguins tomorrow.
At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.